anytime that you feel like you're really starting to get tired, understand if that's genuinely the case and rest or understand that you're going to have to mentally override your current situation and you're going to have to grind it out and get your ego out of the way and commit to working. Watch this. Watch this. It is Tony Flo, and this is Morning Joe with Tony Flo. And once again, like we said we going to do, it's a part two with my main man, Austin Nealon with Soldier Fitness. We're going to dive into a bit more of his background this time. As you guys had asked, you wanted some more, so we're going to bring you some more. We're bringing you some more. All right, so we're going to get started here. This is Morning Joe with Tony Flo. I got Austin, my man, Mr. Nealon. That's his middle name is my man. Austin, my man, Nealon, with me right here. Part <laughs> 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 owner, <laughs> owner, founder, Soldier Fitness. You guys know the story you guys heard last episode. If you haven't watched last episode, go check that out. Good stuff. He gives us some insight on beginning his business, some, some advice of anybody who is on the fence of starting a business. Go check it out if you haven't yet. So we'll pick up back up where we left off, basically. And you know what? Um, I kind of what what I want to do this time, man, is get in a little bit of your, I guess, a bit more of your background. We didn't. We kind of started talking about elementary years and kind of growing up into sports, um, kind of how we met, right? We kind of we we met through sports, really. I mean, yeah. And I, I guess actually we met like in like what third grade or something. So I mean, Bro. yeah, so like first grade, just intertwined. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Oh, that's right, first grade. Miss Sussman. Miss Sussman, that's right. That's yes. right. Anywho, so yeah, our lives basically like just intertwined as we just grew up, grew older, lived in the same neighborhood, and all that stuff. So we kind of dived into that. But how about them high school years? Them high school years where all oh, the them, oh the high school years <laughs> oh, oh the high school ones <laughs> oh bro the high school years dog. <laughs> yeah, man. Let's dive into it. Yeah, so dude. Um, so, what do you so I mean, know? I okay. So obviously, you played sports growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us basically the high school side of it, right? The high school story. Like, okay, let's start with let's start with freshman year. Did you did you know what you wanted to do freshman year? Like, I mean, ninety percent of freshmen don't know what they wanted to do. But did were you part of the ten percent that did know? What you wanted to do? Yeah, I actually did. I was part of the 10%. Hey! Um, you know, I, I knew I wanted to check out some fine babes and play football. That was about it. <laughs> That's all I knew. <laughs> That's all I knew, dog. So, sounds, like, sounds like a lot of high school boys. That's for darn <laughs> that, that, that was. I know what I want to do. I want to lay uh, on the beach. And... <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but, go. you know, like as far as careers go, absolutely not, man. I, uh... I was just surprised to even be in a new transition from middle school to high school, like having that experience as a new man, I guess you could say. I mean, I feel like that's when I became a man, not only physically, but just like I felt like I kind of morphed into a man. And freshman year, I still felt like kind of childish. You know, you're kind of getting into a new a new realm, a new place, new faces, older, older people, older cats. But. You know, I mean, it was for me kind of just staying focused on sports. That was the one thing I had always done. So that was my number one objective. And just from what we had talked about prior is my parents really wanted me to do well in school. So if I had good grades, it was all good in the hood and I could do, you know, basically anything I wanted. I had all the freedom in the world. So it was 
focused on getting good grades and uh, yeah, playing sports, track and field, football. So that was where I started off. But freshman yeah, year, baby, basically. that was a good time. I like it. Oh man, it was a good time. It like you said, it was like I think that's a time for all the all the kind of the boys growing in. You're like you know you go from the top of the the top of the the food chain to the bottom of the food chain, right? Eighth grade, then you get to ninth yes. grade, and you're like, oh, okay, there's there's actually like adult men here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. No, me... some, some grown <laughs> grown peoples, man. <laughs> oh, bro, there's there's people that look like they're 25. <laughs> bro, you know that that was always kind of the weirdest part, actually, is looking back and, and thinking when I was young and even a freshman in high school, I was like why are those people they're like they are adults they're grown men (laughs) and women you know uh and i thought it was just a huge contrast i'm like how are we even in the same school because we don't even (laughs) look like we're on the same playing field but once you become a senior and you're in that position you're like well everyone still seems young so i'm kind of (laughs) confused you know yeah it didn't seem like everyone was super old at that point you know, I got a good laugh out of uh, when you posted a, a picture on Instagram. I think it was actually on your story. And uh, you're like, oh, man, I guess I needed to eat my Wheaties. <laughs> we had the four captains. It was me, you, I think it was AJ and Evan Karen. And AJ and Evan are both yes. like almost six. Uh, Evan's definitely six foot. AJ might yes. be close to six foot. I'm five eight. And you're still growing, you know, <laughs> you, Dude. You, I think you probably enter that like five, four, maybe five, five. Like you're. I don't know. Maybe even shorter. <laughs> I, think, like, I think I was like five, six, five, seven at the time. And like 145, 145 pounds. If that, not even maybe like 145, yeah. 140. <laughs> and we're just walking out and everybody's just like me, but like even me, like I didn't look very big. And then look at, look to the right at Austin. What's up, Austin? How, how are you? <laughs> hey man, I'm ready to play football. <laughs> Definitely still growing into ourselves for sure. Um, no, man. It, and, you know, like you said, it's like like uh, you get it's almost like a whole new world. You get into high school. You know what I mean? Like just just a yeah. whole new world, especially with sports. You know, you realize like, oh, there's opportunity now with sports. It's not just playing for fun. Like this is real competition. This is real competition. Yeah, it, this requires real like practices, all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It, it felt like the very first time that, like, uh, I guess strict, strict structure was involved because prior to that was all about like, you know, you, you can sign up for, you know, team sports and you can play peewee football and run track and field or whatever sport that you sign up for. But it's very lenient, you know, no one can really tie yeah. you down. Whereas football, it's all about having fun. It's all about football in high school was, <laughs> yeah, no one's holding you down on a contract, but man there's only one place to go on campus you know everybody knows you so you're kind of locked in in a way and it's much more strict because i think size makes a difference and i think injury bound uh you know people are more prone to injury at that level because you get bigger you get faster there's a lot more collisions happening so you have to know what you're doing for sure you have to be safe yeah for sure. That that is for sure. And we were still playing in high school when it wasn't a big deal to like headhunt. Like, you know, now they're limiting now everywhere. You know, like in high school it was like, yeah, rip off their heads, they come across the middle, you know. <laughs> yeah, we, we still and, we, we and, were like barely we were at the cusp where it's like, Hey, you guys can still get away with going right for their head. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just get it uh, in just, while you can. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. Get it in while oh, you can. And I will say you did do that, bro. You like when coming, I remember it was like a huge transition 
Um, because junior year, like going into varsity, right? I'm, okay, hold on. I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> freshman year. Freshman ahead, year. Sorry. Ahead. We'll yeah. get there. We'll get there. We'll get but, there. Okay, freshman year. You said you knew exactly what you wanted to do. Like for me going in freshman year, I didn't know what the heck I wanted to do. I remember taking like a, a career test. Do you remember going to the library or the computer room or whatever it was and going to go take a career test? Did you guys do that? Or is it just uh, like they sent the people that. who are like, yeah. yeah. This guy yeah, looks clueless. I, I felt pressure from that, by the way. I'm like, dude, I don't know what I want to do. You know, how's it going right. to categorize me? It gives you like a, a summary of like where you would fit in best. I'm like, oh, dude, yeah. I'm going to be a construction worker and, uh, <laughs> dude, sell jerky. I don't know, bro. I don't know about this. <laughs> you fall in the category of premature alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Um, <clears throat> Your future consists of sitting on a beam and checking out women at lunchtime. <laughs> That's crazy. That's yeah, dude. So like, and I agree with you. I felt pressure because <clears throat> I remember being like, okay, this is going to decide my future. Right. And then I remember taking the test and it told me um, that I was going to be an aerospace engineer. And I was like, wow, oh. That's like, sick. that's what I need to do. I need to do that. And I mean, didn't really come out to that, but <laughs> I'm not a yeah, but no, you're smart, no bro. You're smart. You're definitely smart. But um, dude, you know, so I mean, I remember doing that freshman year, right? Didn't know where the heck we're what we're doing. You know, we know we kind of had an idea. At least I kind of had an idea, but it wasn't sure. You had an idea. You knew what you wanted to do. Um, okay, let's go to sophomore year. How about how about sophomore year? We're talking about sports, right? So sports starts getting a bit more serious. We're jumping into JV level. Um, sports gets a bit more real. Um, how was sophomore year for you? Sophomore year for me, so at the JV level, right? So we moved up to JV ball. Um, I still felt very um, in love with football at the time. I think uh, having the coaches that we did um, – transitioning from freshman ball definitely even motivated me more. I felt like we had some real solid coaches all around the board from the head coach all the way down to even like the assistant coaches. I just felt like I wanted to be more in tune with football um, at that year. So I think, uh, you know, obviously growing into my own, you know, body as well helped uh, build confidence from within, even though I was still a small, small guy, I knew that I had, you know, strength, especially coming from the weight room and how it translated into speed on the field. I knew that I had, you know, different advantages from any other guy who could use their size and whatever. I just, I guess leverage becomes a big deal, especially as you start to grow. And if you stay the same size, you got to find out some type of tactic because you're going to get run over. Dude, that was my case. I I feel like I had a sweet growth spurt in eighth grade. And I was like, I'm going to be the tallest out of my friends. And then I stayed the same and everybody else grew above me. And I was like, well, I guess I'm going to stay here. So I definitely know what you mean. And like you said, it's like learning technique, right? You start learning technique. You start learning your style. And I got to say, I remember growing freshman year all the way through, like all the way through we're done playing. I had complete confidence. Like if it was one-on-one, you and the other guy, Austin's going to tackle him because you play defense primarily. You play defense. And so I was like, he's going to Austin's side. Oh yeah, Austin's got him. Like it's no, like I had complete confidence. And I think, you know, for one, knowing you forever, you know, I had confidence in your ability. And secondly, like you said, you adapted into your style pretty quickly. And I mm-hmm. think, you know, that's just how you are as a person. Like you said, freshman year, you knew what you wanted to do. You knew who yeah. you were. You knew what you wanted to do. And it mm-hmm. translated into, obviously, into your sports. You know, you knew who you were. 
You knew your style. You knew what strengths you had, what <clears throat> weaknesses you needed to work on. And mm -hmm. um, I think that obviously show show, show through uh, your playing style for sure. And wow. um, so it was it was uh, it was a good time sophomore year learning. And I, I those coaches, man, Coach Garcia, he he's the man. If anybody, if you're in Ventura, you're listening right now, and you are a, and you are playing under Coach Garcia. I think Coach is varsity now. You are, you're in luck because he knows how to coach football, man. He was my favorite coach by far. Um, Such a good coach, uh, him too. and Coach Anderson. Anderson, of course. Oh, Anderson, um, of course. Every, but, I mean, honestly, no complaints on any on any coaching style there. It was it was all fun. I mean, there was sure. definitely. Yeah. As to how teams or offensive versus the defensive coordinators could have meshed together better. But you know what? That's part of the game, too. You're not going to have a picture yep. perfect. Have a group of guys who want to play football and you everyone wants to win. So you can't really blame anybody. It's, you know, come on. Yeah, um, for sure. But well, thanks, Lopez. I appreciate that, man. I, uh, you know, it came early on, especially like during Pee Wee football, where I transitioned that first year from running back to completely defensive side of the ball from there on out all yeah. the way up to my career until the finish. And so I was pressed, especially by like Matt Arby, guys that were really talented at the time. And because we had moved up an age bracket at that younger age, um, and, sorry, a weight division at a younger age, it really made a big difference on me because I was already small. So all those guys were just having fucking heydays on me, you know, just torching me. I couldn't, I couldn't tackle oh. them. People were having, you know, kind of, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like these insane practice days on me where I was just getting trampled all over the place. And I was it was really frustrating because I came from a prior year of being, you know, arguably one of the best players on the team. And now I was at a position where I felt like, man, there's so much talent here that I don't really feel like I fit in. You know, and I I, yeah. I almost I didn't give up on myself, but I started to realize, wow, I'm going to have to really develop technique from here on out if I want to become a really good player because the size it might be there one day, but I don't have it now. And I have to assume that I'm not going to ever have it. So I have to start figuring right. out my stuff. And um, that worked all the way up and, you know, until I ended. But JV ball was a huge year, Lopez. I mean, again, if we're going back to that kind of state, it was uh, a huge development for me personally. And just more of like a, a bond for the game, um, which helps. I mean, obviously, if you're passionate about something, you're going to give your full effort towards it, right? sure for sure that's definitely true so we talked about sophomore year how about junior year we have a big transition junior year going into varsity football mm -hmm. um how obviously you played you know we're talking i guess we're honing in on sports and football specifically but um yeah. when you look back at it how did did how did playing these higher levels of sports throughout your high school career how did that affect your mentality growing up like did it affect what you wanted you knew you what you want to do freshman year how about did it stay the same junior year senior year i mean oh, how did uh playing sports did that impact your mentality at all growing up i mean 100%. in high school i guess yeah 100 percent because it it you're obligated to tackle objects that are so much larger than you not just physically speaking but you know you're having to go against teams like St. Bonaventure, you know people that are Ooh. that are very very bound to go into professional sports. You know there it's a it's a high possibility, yeah. even at the high school that we had. I mean there's talented athletes that have opportunities to play at big time schools. So you know a lot is on the line. And I think junior year was my favorite year out of all of the years because not only were we at the highest rank in high school varsity ball, 
where this was kind of what I had been working for my entire, you know, quote unquote football career to get to finally right. here. And because you don't have the pressure of that senior year, like, okay, this is your last year, unless you want to go move on and play ball, which we can get to that a little bit later. I did, and I knew I didn't want to play ball further, but junior year was like, yeah, man, I'm playing varsity ball. I'm with the top tier guys. This is challenging me to want to become a starter even more so because I want to prove myself that I can start as a junior um, and also play with, you know, top tier guys like, you know, St. Bonaventure and Moore Park, um, all the high schools that we played that have a lot of talent. So I think junior year sparked a huge, even like more of a boost for me to be like, yeah, we're in it. I like this stuff. I like football a lot. So that was probably the highlight of my entire football career, to be honest, was junior year. Because we're, you know, again, you're you're thrown into the tiger pit. You have to go play teams that are top level. They're drafting players. There's a big opportunity for those guys to go and play professional sports or at least collegiate level, you know, whether it's D1, D2, you name it. Um, right. And just to go out there and challenge myself as a junior and say, hey, I want to I start. I want to become one of the best defensive backs at this position. I want to have the most tackles. I, you know, I had a lot of goals. Like, I felt like I had a lot to go after. So it was nice having that at the forefront and always feeling like my work was going towards somewhere rather than kind of feeling aimless. Um, I felt like it was very specific that junior year to be exact. That was, that was my favorite year of ball hands down. For sure. And to be honest with you, that was my, that was my worst year I've ever had in football. Um, looking back at it, like in a general general perspective i guess like you said my whole like football career if you will um mm -hmm. always kind of stood out growing up stood out like you know middle school even in high school freshman year stood out sophomore year but yeah. when it came to junior year that transition into varsity for me it was so difficult i i don't know if it, it had to be the speed of the game it just it changed yeah. and it was really strange for me to not be able to play at the level that i was used to playing at um and so uh, it was I don't, I don't know what it was but you know I, and it's it's interesting that you're able to have one of the years where you feel like you blossomed and really came to who you are and for me i was like eh. <laughs> <laughs> well you know lopez like in the same right i feel like you you are such a talented athlete and you adapt very quickly i feel like from just seeing you as a as a ball player and as a friend you adapt very quickly to whatever it is that you're thrown into. And I think, to be fair, on the offensive side of the ball, especially at the varsity level, you have to be so tight and so precise with how you're running routes, how you're, how you're running the ball, how you're getting downfield, how you're getting chunks of yards incrementally or at big, big yards plays. So the defense is almost, especially as a defensive back, I'm kind of just sitting and waiting. You know, like I don't really have to be on any – I don't have to be, you know, right here or right then. You have different zones. Sometimes you have to guard a, a person man to man, but you don't have to really be anywhere at the exact time, like an offensive play where they're expecting you here. Here's the ball. You need to be there. You need to go this route, like, you know, and then make it happen from there. Defense, you can kind of just sit back and you're like, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to just do it up. Sorry. Sorry. I don't mean to curse, but I'm going to mess them up. You know? And I don't have to be anywhere. I can just get there. You know, I don't have to know where the guy's going. I don't know how to know where I'm going. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? You make me you make me blush, man. You're gonna make me blush like that. You better warn me before you do that. <laughs> um, 
no, yeah, man. And so like, okay, so we get into, and, and also transitioning from the junior year to senior year, um, mm-hmm. not only is football becoming a bit more, or I mean, obviously we're honing in on football where, um, you're getting, you know, um, you're playing at the level you want to play at in football, but in the middle yeah. of that, I feel like too, with you, it was like, we're, cause we were doing track in the off season, um, mm-hmm. of football. We we're doing track to help us stay in shape and all that stuff. And I think, um, not only me, but also for you, I think junior year into senior year, you really became like one of the elite runners also into, in track and field as an elite sprinter where you were keeping pace with some of these, the fastest guys in our school. I mean, um, actually you and I were both on the four by one team, you know, where actually I think I was handing the baton off to you. And I think there were times when you took my place and I took your place, depending on like events and all that stuff. And, um, so it wasn't just translating into football. I think it was also in track and field where you're just beginning to, you're just like catapulting, just getting up there, you know? Um, so when it came into that, when you're, yeah, man, when you're going into this senior year, how was senior year of high school for you? You said you knew like you didn't want to go with football any further. Track yeah. is starting to you're starting to develop into this um, tremendous athlete and track, and you're really starting to hone in on your technique and everything. How was yeah. senior year for you when you knew this stuff was going to come to an end? I mean, were you still motivated to become what you wanted to become? Yes, yes, and no. So I. I it wasn't until about like halfway into the season of both sports that I realized, okay, I think I'm okay with kind of throwing in the towel at this point. Um, and you know, developing into a person, uh, in different ways, you know, and maybe not so much focused on sports, but where I am going with my career, where I am, you know, looking to, uh, to be as a young man, as I blossom away from high school. So I think the passion was still there, especially at first, you know, transitioning from that junior year into senior year and realizing, wow, you know, there was a lot gained, you know, I feel like in sports, especially, yeah, like not only knowledgeability, but just, man, I am here to play. Like, I feel like I'm growing into my body. I'm finally developing muscle. I feel confident with where I'm at. Um, but it was kind of long lived because I did start to get more injuries that senior year, which definitely mm. kind of it definitely it throws you for a loop and it, it it takes away from the fun of the game because you realize wow it has more of an impact than i thought you know especially on your body and it takes a huge toll um uh, and not not that it's the exercise that takes a huge toll it's just about showing up day after day and being there yeah. you know through school through relations relationships through living life and then having to show up and, and, you know, go to morning weights and go to classes and then go to practice and play games and expect, you know, big results from who you were as a player. It all kind of just added up pressure wise. And I felt like it was starting to be less fun, but I give a huge shout out to coach Anderson. He was the defensive back yep. coach and also the track and field coach for both Anthony and I. And I mean, he was the one kind of highlight uh, as long as the player, uh, as well as with the players and stuff, but uh, keeping me motivated and keep keeping me amped, you know, to be like, hey, let's go, you know, kind of expecting that I, I be there as as a person, as a, a football player, as a track and field guy. Just, you know, come on. You, you may not have as much passion for it, but like you're really good. You're talented and I'm here for you. A lot of people expect you to be here. So you either commit or you don't because you can't leave us halfway in, halfway out. Let us hang. So. I decided that time, you know, even with all the injuries, 
it's still a great time to be, you know, involved with sports. It always is. It's always worth it. Oh yeah. And man, I'll tell you what, coach Anderson has a gift to really motivate people to really challenge them to be, uh, the best that they can possibly possibly be at sports, uh, even at life, man. He was, he was one that really drilled, I think, into you and I to be leaders, you know, to yeah. lead by example and, yeah. and all that. And so uh, when you have a, a leader like that, man, it, it makes you sometimes push yourself just because of them. Oh, it, uh, you don't want to do anything, but it, like they, but they said it. You're like, I respect them so much. I have to do it. Bro, doesn't that kind of trickle back to like when our, our parents would be like, yeah, you can call out today, but you have to call the coach. Or you have to face the coach face to face. It's the same yeah. type of concept. It's the respect for that person and just what they're giving to everybody, the whole team, not just the individual, that you realize, oh my God, man, they're sacrificing so much. Like I have to at least do my part. I have to at least be here. Like there's no way around it. Just just do it, man. Don't complain. Just show up and do it, man, and have fun. Because it's high school, you know? But yeah. I think I I Dude. think I started life more serious too, just in general, because I realized, you know, it's, it's solely based now or more so based on what do I want to do rather than, Oh, what do my parents want to do? And what does the coach want me to do? What do my friends want me to do? I was more involved in that realm until kind of that later senior year where I started to separate and be like, ah, what do I want to do? You know? Yeah. Where am I at? Yep. For sure. Definitely, man. And so, you know, senior year a lot of stuff went down senior year um mm -hmm. not just you know with sports and everything but i know like man we were hanging out all the time after football games man we had some some wild rides after football <laughs> yeah, games sure, and we were sure. just like we i think too what part of it was is like i would i started you know <laughs> tyler one of the one of the guys on the team was like bro you got to start taking five-hour energies before the games. You'll get amped up like never before. Thank you, Ty. <laughs> and I was like, no, what? No way. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, let me try that. So I, I took a five-hour energy. And after that, I remember like being 10 minutes into it. And I was just like, <laughs> yeah. You be a player? What? Who's ready? <laughs> and I was so amped. That was the first time I really had like a huge dose of caffeine. That is awesome, bro. That is funny. And so I couldn't play I couldn't play a game anymore after that unless I had five hour energy. That was like my pre game ritual. I had to have a five hour energy. <laughs> so Wait, we gotta we gotta take a little we gotta go down this road a little bit because I felt the same exact way. Dude, the five hour powers made night and day difference in the gameplay, bro. If I didn't have Dude. one of those, I started to trip. I'm like, Mom, where's the five hour power? You said you're gonna give me one. <laughs> <laughs> oh dude my grandma my grandma would pick me up from from uh school like after uh like before our games you know she'd pick me up to go like get somebody to eat and i was like grandma you gotta stop at the gas station grandma you got because i gotta get a five hour energy <laughs> just super mad i need this i need this <laughs> If you don't, grab it's going to be problems. I'm not going to play. <laughs> she would take me to this Mexican place on Thompson, and I would grub out eating some good Mexican food. And then she'd be like, all right, we'll go stop at the gas station. And I was like, yeah, grab 
<laughs> and uh, I I would take <laughs> I would take a hit of that five hour energy, and bro, it was I was ready. <laughs> I was ready. Oh, the five hour power. Oh, that is. I was ready, dude. I'm sorry to do this, but I kind of want to go interview style on you and just ask you kind of what was your what was your pregame like? What what did you oh, do? I guess man. you're ready for track and field events or football events. Like, what was your if you had a choice? I like, had, you had some football by far had the strictest pregame ritual. Like, if I did not do that, I was like, this ain't this isn't gonna happen. Wow. You know, like as strict as strict as like like I mean I didn't do this, but as like for an example, it was like. All right, I got to turn left three times, turn right one time, and then walk forward one step. All right, now we're going to have a good game. <laughs> you know? Like, I had to be like, like I, I felt so weird if something didn't go, if wow. it didn't go the way I wanted it to. And I felt really awkward up until the game. And then, of course, the game changed everything. You know, you butterflies and all that still happen no matter what you do. Um, right. But the pregame ritual was always I had to feel good that whole day or else it was just like I felt like I was going to have an off game. And so, like, wow. one, like on – like I remember, um, we would um, there's a couple times we started going to me, Jimmy, and this other guy. We started, I think it was Tyler. Uh, yeah, we would go yeah. to IHOP. We'd go to IHOP because they had all you can eat, <laughs> all you can eat pancakes for like three bucks. And I was like, yeah, let's go pregame lunch, you know. So we had pregame lunch there a couple times, and then it just started getting, and then. The, then like the time this closer I got to the game the more strict i was about like all right i gotta be around clark and austin before the game because if not this is going to be weird and then <laughs> so i would i would hang out with you and clark um jimmy would sometimes be tagging along and then we would and i would have to take the fiber energy 20 minutes before game time no no less no more wow. it had to be 20 minutes We'd yeah. go do our pregame warm-ups, and then we'd be like, oh, yeah, we're all talking. I'm just like, yeah, I need that five-hour energy. And then wow. we'd go back into the locker room. I'd take the five. I wasn't <laughs> – I make myself sound like a crazy, like, drug addict, but I wasn't <laughs> that, that bad. It's just like <laughs> – but we would get back into the locker room. I'd take – Huh? I said you had to you had to get your fix somehow, dude. You had to do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I would get back in the locker room, take the five hour energy, and then we'd be off onto the field to go do like practice routes and all that stuff. Um yeah. and I mean I got I got I got strict. There's a I don't I can't I can't even remember honestly some of the weird things I would do, but I would have to do weird things like I would have to um the tops of doors walking into any door frame, like I would just would have to. Like I'd walk by one, she'd be like, oh, "Just have to do." It. <laughs> I, I like it, man. A little OCD, but it's all good. I like it. I like it. No matter how you get that energy out, because the butterflies make you do weird things, man. They change Dude, you, they really do. And, hey, and any of you listeners, if you know what I'm talking about, please let me know. I'm not the only one. No. <laughs> please let me know. I'm not the only one. If you played football, let me know. There's not. I'm not the only crazy guy with these pregame weird rituals. Um. But, you know, track, I feel like I didn't have really any pre, like, meet rituals or anything like that. But I did have, like, the pre-race. Like, there was, like, all right, I have to warm up in this this, this order or else I feel weird. Like, I don't get loosened up. Or, like, okay. you know what's okay. funny is I had my best long jumps. And you did long jump and triple jump, right? Um, yeah. I had my best long jumps 
after I ran the 110 meter hurdle race, like I would run the 110 meter hurdle race and immediately I'd have to bolt over to the, um, long jump, um, pit. And I would always, it would like, I would like that warmed me up perfectly. I don't know what it was, but I would always do my best jumps after that race. Um, and so when I didn't race and I, and I had to go jump, I, I didn't do very well. And I felt like I didn't, wasn't warmed up, you know, so it kind of yeah. messed me up, but Maybe oh, I just my. wasn't warming up right the whole time. <laughs> I, fi- I finally wrote all that down, dude. I got the secret recipe for success <laughs> because you had great games and great track meet. So I'm going to have to take some of that. Oh, uh, that's, that's classic. By the way, thanks for wearing the jacket, dog. Represent. I like hey, it. Right there. Thanks. I love this thing, man. I love it. This this quality is amazing. Like I got it, I was like, no, he did it. This jacket is amazing. I love this thing. I like this is like a must wear before I work out, bro. It really Heck is. Yes. I love it. You're um, rocking it. That's good. All right. So back to you. So one thing I wanted to ask you um, before we, you know, we're kind of wrapping this whole thing up right now. What mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you is what made you make the decision to be like, like one day you're just like, okay, I'm going to go in. I'm going to do this. Like today's the day. going to start this up. What made you do that? What, like, was there an event that happened that you're like, dude, I'm, I'm, I just need to do this. I need to start my own business. Or was it like a series of events that kind of built up and accumulated and where you're like, okay, now's the time I got to start, I got to start soldier fitness. Like what, what uh, was it that made you say, okay, today's the day. Uh, so <clears throat> it was an accumulation of things and it started with having a full-time job at the hospital in Oxnard. Um, so I was working at St. John's for all you who don't know, I was doing, uh, I started out as a transporter for a year and then I switched into a central supply technician, basically distribution of all supplies throughout the hospital for two years. So a total of three years at the hospital and going to Ventura college to get my associate's degree in environmental sciences. I realized big time. I'm like, hold up. Like, yes, I love the outdoors and yes, I love environmental sciences, but do I see myself having a career in that? And the answer was no. Do I see myself having a career in the medical field? Possibly, but what is it? I don't know. And anytime I investigated into it, I realized uh, there's really nothing here for me either. So I, it kind of was like a sudden, like shock in my heart where I was like, man, what is it? Do I want, like, what do I want to do? Like, I don't have that answer yet, you know? And, um, the one thing I did realize was I wanted to travel. Like I had a desire to travel and I just kind of went with that and I didn't understand why I didn't know, like that wasn't going to necessarily bring me some career or some opportunity necessarily. But while I was working, you know, nine to five, just grind time hours, graveyard shifts, all that kind of just being thrown around the loop and not on my own schedule, what I wanted to do after high school, I, I wanted to take some time off and go to Australia to do some conservation work and to kind of get out and experience uh, life as an 18-year-old and kind of just, again, have that reflection time um, to really, really ask myself without any distractions where I want to head, how I want to do it, what is what is the whole scoop. And so it was the accumulation of, one, not being in a position or a job that I really was wild about, not having any knowledge of the associate's degree, where that was going to lead to. Um, all the unknown possibilities kind of just made me uh, uncomfortable, I guess. And traveling was really the only remedy that allowed me complete isolation 
especially because I was traveling by myself to ask myself these questions and to really focus in rather than having any distractions of what it is I want to do. And so both not being in the position I wanted to be in and traveling allowed me to kind of come up with the recipe, I guess you could say, for developing this business and realizing, well, what do I want to start? How can I make money and do the things I like to do? So essentially that's it in summary. Dang. That's crazy, man. So you, like you said, an accumulation of events that was like, you know what? It's time. It's time to do this. I want to, yeah. I want to do what I want to do. I need to mm-hmm. stop messing around and I, I'm going to, I'm going to go do what I want to do. I need to do this. Yeah. And I think, I think everybody gets to that point, you know, where they're like, what, like, what have I done the last five years? Like, what have yeah. I done? I just like worked and done something that I don't want to do. Like, yeah. I don't, and you get sick of it, you know? And I mean, that's almost similar to kind of what, I mean, I, I, I want to say, I don't know, similar to kind of how I viewed it was like, I don't, like, I worked at the hospital, you know, like, kind of, kind of like you, I worked at the hospital here in, in town in Greeley. Yeah. And I was like, all right, what do I want to do? And so I tried to like, oh, I'm going to try to be in the medical field. And then, you know, I, I actually did that. I became an EMT. Can I get a job? Yeah, because it's super competitive. And then I was like, oh, I don't, okay, well, I don't know. What else do I want to do? You know? And so it was kind of like, you just yeah. look back and you're like, man, I, I, I should have done this a while ago. You know, you end up kind of looking back and you're always like, man, why didn't I do this before? I think some uh, people get to that point. You know what I mean? I think everybody does. And it just depends what it takes for people to get to that point. Sometimes it takes years, but, but there's no better time than now, right? There's no better now, no better sure. time than now. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with having those feelings of like, oh, I'm in a position I don't want to be in. It's just a signal. I mean, you can take it as far as you want. And you can start putting all the labels on yourself like, oh, I'm a loser. This sucks. I, you know, I'm, I suck. Or you can go the exact opposite <laughs> route and just know that, okay, you're not doing what you want to be doing. So therefore go for those things you want to do and, you know, just make it happen. You know, to take as That's much right. time as possible. What is, what is, what is the rush? What is, you know, who are you living and who are you comparing your life to? Yeah, I feel like when yeah. you start pair to other people's lives, that's when pressure really starts to, you know. Oh yeah, that's that's for sure. That's for sure. I, uh, you know, as we as we close this up here, the last question I want to ask before we end part two, and like mm-hmm. Austin had said, part three, part three yeah. might be in the works. Might be in the works. Uh, let's let's do it. Give it a chance, dog. I promise I'll get. <laughs> um so the last question i kind of want to ask you is something that everybody um you know i think everybody can garnish from and but i guess the question really comes down to what would you tell somebody who says i don't have enough time i don't have enough time whether it's regards to fitness or um, starting their own business or even like, you know, I, I, doing something else. What would you tell somebody who says, I don't have enough time for that. I don't have, I don't have the time. There's not enough time in the day. Sure. Um, well, to someone who thinks that, um, I've definitely thought that before, especially like when I was starting this thing up, I was like, do I even have the time? And, uh, once you start to kind of, you know, zone out, quote unquote to speak of your own life and kind of look at it from an abstract point of view you start to realize well where are you allocating your time to if you're saying that you don't have time 
So look at the things mm-hmm. where you're actually wasting your time. Um, now, let's just say that it's a necessity. Let's just say that you're in a position at a job that you don't really want to be in. However, if you quit that job, you no longer have the money to supply, you know, your bills, <laughs> yourself, family. And so you're right. kind of put, you're kind of put like in a pressure, you're, you're cornered into, okay, well, you can go your own route and spend and dedicate your time that you do have towards trying to develop a business or anything that will allow you an income to breathe a little bit, to get you out of that corner. Like, Oh my God, how am I going to afford the bills? So, I mean, there's there's necessity. So I would focus on what is a necessity? Like, what can you get away with? What is the least amount of time that you can spend on a job or a project that is necessary to allow you, you know, to pay bills and to do all the essential things in life, but still manage to give you opportunities to create a, a business or a, a career. And that's exactly what I did. I mean, I, I was pressed for time. I was working full-time job from, you know, basically nine hour shifts. And so if you don't, if you don't commit to a very strict schedule of going to bed at, you know, a reasonable time, waking up really early at the crack and finding those opportunities to create some opportunities for success there's really no answer i have for you so you're going to have to find some way to fit it into your schedule and even you know if you can get away with it at your current job or the place that you spend the most time of your life investing into how can you how can you find ways to like you know get your um get your advertising sent out you know on your breaks on your lunch breaks can you find time to go exercise in your break, depending on what your goal is, like whether it's, you know, to start a career or to have, you know, an insane, beautiful body or whatever it is, like you're going to have to find ways to make it work in the busier aspects of your life. So commit, I'd say commit to those people, commit, understand that energy is something that you can basically create out of nowhere at any time. So anytime that you feel like you're really starting to get tired, Understand if that's genuinely the case and rest or understand that you're going to have to mentally override your current situation and you're going to have to grind it out and get your ego out of the way and commit to working because work is going to save you and get you a better. It's going to give you a better place, a better opportunity. Heck yeah, I like that. Commit. 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 Yeah. Just going to have yeah. just going to have a shirt that just says commit Com- with a period on it. Commit. Commit. That's all you need. You just need that's to commit. All, yeah, that's really all you need. Heck yeah, man. Um, you know, it's it's crazy that you say that. You don't, you know, you think like that's what everybody says. They say, I don't have enough time. Cause like you said, I've said that before too. I've said yeah. that before too. And I think, you know, one of the things here is like like you said, you got to create the opportunities. You got to almost create the time. You know, you prioritize, you decide what's a necessity, what's not. And then you right. create the opportunity by waking up at the crack of dawn and saying, all right, got to get down to business to be able to do eventually what I really do want to do. You know, yeah. like for me, if I want to work out, get a good workout in, I got to wake up at like four o'clock in the morning, 430 in the morning, mm-hmm. go lift some weights, go lift some iron. Because when I come home from work at the end of the day, my family wants to spend time with me. My son wants yep. to – like today, I played Just Dance 2019 with my son because <laughs> he just he just wanted to spend some time. You know, He wanted to, uh, he wanted to see his, his father get down. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. 
understandable. Yeah. And, and, you know, so I say that, you know, and I'm sure I'm not the only, uh, you know, dad that's listening here. If you gotta, you gotta create the opportunity to be able to go do what you want to do. But, you know, it's, if it's, you want to gain some muscle and you got to go work out, then guess what? You're going to have to create some time for that. You might have to stay up a little late or you might have to get up extra early. Just depends. You know, Very I mean? well, it just depends. Yeah. You're, everyone's going to come from such a, a different point of view and different, you know, different things that they're going to have to get over, right? Those obstacles that they're going to have to get over. But at the end of the day, if you want something bad enough, you're, you'll find a way and you'll do it. And you're going to actually, you know, find those rewards are very satisfying when you commit and you do end up having a very successful day and you make those days into weeks and months. It feels great. You know, when you go after those things and you start to do it because nothing else really gets in the way you have more energy really than you have less. Um, but I, I think initially, obviously, there might be some moments where maybe you have doubts, maybe you have uh, imagination blocks where you just really can't be creative. And you just have to have faith that you're going to get through those hard times and that nothing is going to happen overnight. I mean, you know, big things, drastic For things sure. can't change overnight, but you have to expect that they're going to come incrementally and over a series of time. So, again, don't throw in the towel. And just make sure that, you know, you show up the next day to commit. It's okay if you, you know, you slipped up and you wanted to go and eat, you know, Cheetos on the couch. I mean, it happens to me. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's not every right. day 365 of my training people and like, you know, getting them to your goals. Sometimes I'm on the couch eating munchies and I'm like, dude, well, I'm stressed. You know, how am I going to make this happen still? How am I going to build this thing? So don't, don't get uh, overwhelmed by that. Those questions are fine. That's right. Those questions will come up. You know, man, that's all the time we got this episode. But like you said, hey, maybe a part three is going to be on the works here soon. And uh, you know what? I'll keep you guys updated on that. But in the meantime, Austin, I appreciate you coming out. Thanks for cre- uh, creating the time for me, for us, uh, to get some insight into your background, your story, man. Uh, what a what a great story it is, too, by the way. And just some good sound advice just from life experience. And, uh, you know, I look forward again to um, doing this with you again, man. And, uh, man, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into it like we always do. You know what I mean? It's always good stuff. So looking forward to it, man. I love you, bro, so much, Anthony. Thank you for having me on the podcast once again. Thanks for representing the Soldier Swag. Uh, everybody, you know where to reach me at. Anthony, thank you so much. I look forward to part three, man. Yeah, I look forward to it too, man. Thanks again, everybody. That's all I got. I'll leave all of Austin's stuff in the link down below. That's all I got. I'm out.